Hello, welcome to Fringe FM. I'm Paul Wildy, and I have a piece of candy in my mouth. Um, I'm here today in the studio with uh, Gus of AT4, a uh, sort of Seattle-based industrial band. Actually, both the guys are from Olympia, but they mostly play out of Seattle. Um, they will be playing Fringe Fest on September 27th in Olympia, Washington, which, surprisingly enough, will be there first show in olympia um to find more details on that go ahead and check out fringe-music.com where you can also find our blog uh artist playlists and lots of other fun things how you doing today gus pretty good i also have a piece of candy in my mouth it's a it's a candy mouth kind of day so um i kind of wanted to talk to you about your project uh how would you explain AT4 to somebody who uh, had never heard it before? Hard industrial music um, is pretty much where we, uh, <laughs> what we're going for. And I don't know, try to keep it in uh, more of a psychedelic mindset than a lot of uh, stomping, shitty uh, club bands these days. Cool, so you're trying to get away from that whole uh, electric body music sound? Yeah, pretty much. Um, what would you say your biggest influences are musically? Musically, I don't know. Um, there was a band from Poland, uh, Soy Generis Umbra, that we've been kind of in contact with, and they're, uh, I don't know, more more along the sound of what we sound like, and... I guess Prometheus Burning from Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm not sure if they're still around anymore. And I don't know. Skinny Puppy, Velvet Acid Christ, the uh, pioneers, I guess, of the trippy electro sound. Right. Well, that's uh, sounds pretty solid. Got some underground stuff, and then some like little more known stuff that maybe no one who's listening to this podcast has ever heard before. Um, I remember seeing you guys live in seattle at studio seven um a few years back and that was a really really intense show uh it's amazing how much space two people can fill on a stage um you are the vocalist um do you do a lot of stuff with the programming like beforehand before a show uh yeah i actually do the uh one of our things when we do programming is to get together and uh, share some absinthe. And Sean, the other member in the band, kind of gives me, you know, some like ideas that he's come up with, and we kind of like expand on them together. And uh, I, I do some programming with like the main like synth leads and whatnot. And I, I don't know; it's always generally uh, kind of late at night and drinking some absinthe and. I'm not just having fun between two friends. Yeah, that sounds uh, very picturesque to me. You know, <laughs> a couple of guys, the goth industrial band, drinking absinthe, working late into the <laughs> evening. Um, yeah. Go fucking figure. Um, so, do you guys uh, do much with live instrumentation in your tracks when you're uh, recording or preparing stuff for live backing? Uh, kind of. We used to do music 
together is uh, we, we've gone through like a, a lot of styles and uh, I think the first one was uh, kind of drone music drone and noise where we would kind of get together and just like jam out like keyboard stuff and guitars and whatnot and just layer like distortions on together until it sounded really fucked up and crazy and um I don't know, as far as uh, instrumentation these days, we try to keep it pretty simple, but there were times when, you know, I'd do, like, uh, like guitars, and I played some uh, acoustic guitars and electric guitars on the most recent record, and uh, I, I guess I've done a lot of different things when it comes to instrumentation. I've, I've used oil drums and other drums and there was one song that I did a while back for uh, release on Dead Knife Records where we I got really bored and I took a vacuum cleaner and I tied a microphone to the vacuum cleaner and I vacuumed my apartment but it, running through it were a whole bunch of different uh, effects and I would modulate the effects while I was vacuuming my apartment to get this really <laughs> I don't know this really like airy mechanical sound that's that's pretty sweet um and then you layered more shit on top of that i assume yeah yeah i did vocals and some drums and stuff but that's that's pretty uh that's pretty cool idea i mean um i don't know how familiar our listeners are going to be with like industrial music but it's pretty popular to hear people recording drill bits or just buckets full of nails that they're dropping on the ground um all sorts of weird things to get these uh different drum sounds and different whirring noises and things uh throughout the music um uh i think i think industrial music isn't really in the forefront of people's minds anymore and i think it's something that a lot of people maybe don't understand um can you maybe speak a little bit to what industrial music means to you like what how you would describe that to somebody with a virgin ear well industrial music as i take it is uh kind of uh I don't know, a, th- a, th- a thing that might be a little bit antiquated nowadays where people would take uh, industrial remnants from, you know, industrial building projects and whatnot and uh, use them as instruments like, you know, like two by fours, pieces of rebar, shopping carts, and just like stuff that they would find and like bash on it and try to make music out of it one one of my favorite examples is Enschers and Neubauten from Germany and they uh, it's pretty much like thrashing against the world it doesn't really have a set musical structure and it's just pretty much about being pissed off and angry about the things that you see and just just banging on shit and making noise yeah Einstein and Neubauten uh, really sort of brought around um, sort of a different kind of sound. Uh, I feel like th- most people attribute the original industrial band with being uh, Throbbing Gristle, um, who did a lot of stuff with tape loops. Um, and they just had a shitload of tape loops, and one guy would manipulate those while the other guy uh, screamed his fucking head off. Um, and once again, not much structure or anything. But, um, you know, that that was going on in the U.K., uh, and then shortly after, things started happening elsewhere. Um, definitely British Columbia, uh, like bands like Skinny Puppy, um, coming out with more like 
synthesizers and weird ways to play guitars and to distort your vocals and uh, things like that. Um, and uh, like you said, on Schweitz and Neubenten from uh, Germany, doing all sorts of weird found materials stuff. Um, so, uh, do you do you use any like bizarre equipment that you've modified yourself or anything like that in your uh, in your presentation of music? Uh, I guess I use uh, a few things. Uh, mainly, th- there's the oil drum I got a while back, which I use and make different noises on. And uh, I made a, a bass spring, like where I stretched out a, a giant uh, coil and uh, bash on that, and it's really bassy, really just, I don't know, hard to hard to handle. Yeah. <laughs> it's noisy shit. And then, uh, I, I don't know, the band started kind of with me and uh, Sean, who would go to construction sites, and we'd just kind of play... We take some drumsticks with us and uh, just kind of like bang on stuff and just it just pretty much be the two of us. We weren't really playing to anyone. We just kind of uh, made our own stuff in the construction site and it was like lost there forever. Twenty Four Hour Fitness by uh, the Capitol Mall when it was uh, being built, but yeah, and other places, you know that that little. Place down by uh, the West Bay Drive. What is that? Like a used cargo dock, just kind of deteriorated. I don't know. So that's that's cool. So the whole project actually started out as you guys just like sneaking into these sort of left aside places and just playing on whatever you could. That's yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty sweet fucking concept. Um, what brought you around to actually? getting down to like recording like coming up with some like solid you know songs that could be played more than once or whatever uh, uh i don't know how it happened I, the whole songwriting process for us is continually changing and it's uh it's really different every time uh i think one of the main things was me getting a, a 16 track uh recording board like a old hardware one with a cd CD drive and now it's just I don't know it's it, it always uh it always changes technology catches up with you and then uh you just kind of I don't know I'm still I'm still in the uh hardware recording mode but I I don't know how this stuff gets uh how a song actually gets turned into a song it's a it's a strange process and it seems like it's always different every time nice so you guys just really get together and make a bunch of noise and uh eventually there's a final product sometime throughout that drunken absinthe haze yeah it, it takes a lot of refining but that's pretty much it that's cool uh so i think right now we're gonna go ahead and um play an at4 track um what do you think would be a good indication sort of of your overall sound the overall sound um I don't know. I think uh, maybe one of the earlier tracks, maybe uh, uh, "Thou Shall Kill," which I wrote about. Uh, it's it's kind of one of the only tracks I took outside of my body and uh, wrote it from somebody else's perspective of uh, somebody who was uh, brainwashed by a religion and pretty much thinks that they need to kill their whole family. 
to uh, get salvation because they think they're possessed by demons. <laughs> Intense. All right, man. Uh, that sounds cool. So we'll go ahead and throw that on here, and I think we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this track.
and we're back. Sweet. So, uh, when we last left, we were talking to Gus sort of about how things got recorded and all of that, which he didn't really have much of an answer for. Um, sort of absent haze. Uh, insert the answer here. Um, <laughs> so, uh, how long have you guys uh, been been playing in front of people? In front of people? Uh, God, I don't know. Ever since we got out of high school, I was like 2003, I guess. So it's been about 11 years now that you've been doing live shows? Yeah, uh, both Sean and I have been doing live shows for a while on different bands and whatnot, but uh, live shows for our, our 84, our brand baby, I guess, is... Uh, God, I think like 2007, 2008... That's when we first played. Cool. So that's uh, what, like six or seven years now. That's a pretty much that. That's a pretty long career to be from Olympia and not playing shows in Olympia. Can you speak a little bit about to why that happened? Well, one one of the things is uh, we try to make our show. We don't really like go on tour and play like a bunch of shows. We kind of try to make our shows more like events and not not just like I don't know we don't just play shows for the fuck of it we want to actually be either playing with a band that we really enjoy and that's that's pretty much it or like a special occasion we we, we try to make them well thought out kind of that's good, actually. Uh, on the last episode of the podcast, I was talking to Josh Palmer, who's in the local punk band, The Deceptives, and um, we were kind of talking about how they, they've been sort of saturating the scene with their shows, um, which can really be a detriment, I think. Um, when people see you a lot, uh, it, it can build hype, but at the same time, people can get bored Um and you can lose a little bit of momentum that way. So I think, it, you know, especially with something like industrial music where you don't have a band that has to practice constantly and that is constantly expecting a payoff, you can really work on the songs you want to work on and, uh, you know, like you said, premiere them on a special occasion. I think that's a really good way to go. Um, have you played with... Uh, you mentioned you really like playing with certain bands. Anybody you've been really excited to have played with recently? Yeah, uh... I guess uh, we played with uh, Scilab, who I really like. They're from uh, Seattle, New York. They're from a bunch of places, and they don't really get to play anymore. And I enjoy them, but uh, Imperative Reaction has always been a favorite band of mine, and we got to play with them And when they were with Ludovico Technique, who is also a favorite band. But I think most recently the the band who I love the most my absolute favorite band in the electro-industrial scene would be Dissector and I think they're going to be around September or so in September November in Seattle so anybody who's listening should check them out because they're amazing and they're really swell guys cool uh well maybe we could uh play a Dissector track here if we can get the permissions is there one that you'd like to play Oh god, I don't know. They're all so good. Um I guess the first track off their new album, Beneath, is uh has been really 
it's it's been a really great track for me. I mean, uh, I think the lyrics are uh, this uh, lucid dream of our existence. You know, I I don't know. Just just play the track. It's amazing. All right, so we'll just go go ahead and throw this on for you guys. <laughs>
Awesome. And uh, when did you say those guys were going to be in Seattle? November, December. I think uh, November. Right. So uh, we'll definitely get that on the concert calendar here. So you can keep checking back at uh, fringe-music.com, clicking on the col- cat- bleh, 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 on the calendar button, and uh, you know just keep an eye out for Dissector uh, if you enjoyed that track. So you guys have played around Seattle a lot. Like, how do you <coughs> um, how do you feel about the industrial scene in Seattle or like the the hard electro scene I fucking hate it it's fucking awful yeah it seems uh it seems super clicky uh does that have anything to do with your issues yeah mostly I mean uh I'm I'm totally burnt on it I'm I'm out I don't care anymore (laughs) right um well it, it seems like you've at least gotten to see some good bands coming through do you think I mean, is that at least some sort of a redeeming factor? It really is. Actually, uh, there are a few people in Seattle that I uh, genuinely enjoy and I think are totally about the music. And it's really great to see, like, uh, Ollie Ollie from uh, Mechanismus and all the guys from Mechanismus are really great, and they're great uh, promoters, and they really are just great people and they've always uh given me a fair deal at the shows and i think that uh that's really great for the scene up there but you know as far as like a lot of the fans that like go out to shows and just uh want to fucking like look super like i don't know just it's it's so dumb it's so clicky and so obnoxious that i can't i can't deal with like the people who claim to be fans of the music but are really just fans of being looked at and wanted by the rest of the scene so attention grabbing fashion show that i mean that gets tired anywhere i would say but um what about this uh mechanismus like what can you talk about uh what is that for the people that don't know uh mechanismus is a, a promotion industrial music uh for industrial music that has been going on since I want to say 2007 they played their I think we played one of their first shows at Shack and uh now they've just really taken off and they have like a lot of international bands going through and uh they're amazing they're great guys they're great uh promoters and they're always like really genuinely good person and they're on top of their stuff they're they're the way to go well, that sounds awesome. Now, um, something that I think might also be a little alien to some of our listeners is that the uh, the sort of <coughs> goth industrial hard electro scene is very international because the scenes aren't nearly as tight knit as, uh, as 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 say a punk scene or a hardcore scene. Um, you don't have people realizing oh like well if that guy can play guitar then i can play guitar it's not it's not really like that and the promotion's a lot different too like um since a lot of the stuff takes place on a computer it's really easy to do most of your promotion and distribution just online via downloads um it 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 seems a lot less common for people to be trying really hard to press vinyl or to get out cassette tapes um so uh, it's it's really a great resource um if if you if you're listening to these songs you find yourself interested in this kind of music um having a, you know a promotion company in 
a big city close to you is really a good resource to have because you're not going to get your hands on this kind of music any other way because most of these people, as I said, communicate via the internet. Um, I mean, there's probably a shitload of message boards that you could go check out. Um, but if you're really looking for a live sort of dance floor experience with these acts, um, that's really your only way to go. Um, do, do you, I mean, and as I said, things aren't really as tight knit uh are are there any sort of local industrial bands that you can think of off the top of your head that are worth a damn they're worth a damn yeah there're uh, a few um my uh there's a band from Seattle who I'm sure a lot of people have heard of uh Pill Brigade and they've always been really great and they're making some uh really sweet uh hard music and uh another band uh is in mount fernon and it's uh this guy named uh garrett and he uh plays this uh project called grasp logic and they're really sweet he's been doing some like really interesting uh kind of more i don't know like really texture filled uh uh industrial music and i think it's really cool and he's got some really sweet beats and uh another band is uh prehumanity and i think they're stationed back in seattle now i think they were in uh, california for a bit but yeah but they're uh they're pretty good stuff yeah i i really really enjoy uh prehumanity i've um they're actually just i just found out that um at least one of their albums maybe even two are uh, up on spotify so um if you guys listen to spotify check out prehumanity there um good resource they got some cool videos up on youtube um you know uh hopefully uh if if we can get permission to play something we'll uh insert that right here <laughs>
All right, so we were just having some technical difficulties after reviewing. Um, upon review, uh, while it, we were listening to everything that was going on, we were talking about kind of a something that got left out from the origin story of AT4. Um, there's apparently also this weird underground tunnel under... Phew! <laughs> We're going to edit that out. Um, there's apparently this large tunnel under sort of a local cemetery around here um, where you're underground. It's pitch black. Everything reverberates really weird, and you are sort of overcome with the sense that you're surrounded by dead bodies. And uh, tell me about your experiences down in that little tunnel. It's really fucking creepy. Um, yeah, local cemetery up by the Capitol. And... Uh, Sean and I, like, just kind of were wandering around one night, and we, it was kind of a funny thing, it was kind of like, you know, I, I dare you to go down, because, uh, we realized it was unlocked where it normally was locked, and we'd, uh, we ended up both going down, and there were some really weird echoes, but it was, uh, it was pretty much filled with just a, a weird, overbearing feeling, I guess, and... I don't know, we always thought that, that would be a good place to actually, like, take a board down if we could get a generator and get some recordings, but never happened. So, uh, if anybody really wants to set up some sort of funding for some local art project, I think you should fucking send some money to AT4 to get them a generator so they can illegally break into a cemetery <laughs> and record underground next to all the dead people. Um, which, I guess... Yet another thing people may not really realize, um, industrial music, um, albeit sort of far from what is classically considered goth music, is still really um, a prevalent music genre in the goth scene as far as, you know, people who dress in black and are all obsessed with death and all that bullshit. So um, it's sort of standard imagery to have things like being possessed by demons and murder and uh violence and uh just just death imagery in general things i'm not too obsessed with that as a person but uh it's definitely a good uh the, the industrial music is a really good outlet to get uh all of the negative emotions out and just i don't know just get them out to the world because i don't really i don't really feel like i am that way as a person but well, if you have that stuff in you, it's kind of important to get it out. Uh, you know, it's sort of another benefit to being that sort of band where you don't have to sit around and practice all the time. And as you said, you don't really play shows constantly either. I think you can kind of tap into that sort of darkness and, uh, you know, really create something out of it on a, you know, sort of, sort of, sort of scattered um, basis. It's very liberating. Well, I think um, one of... Uh, so, so I guess this sort of will bring us back around now to um, the next... Do you, I mean, do you have anything big planned between here and uh, French Fest? Uh, kind of. We're working on a new uh, uh, recording right now, and I've... I, I just got a new, uh, a new sort of tool to mess with as far as music creation and i th i'm really uh i'm really excited about it i'm really uh proud of the music that we're doing right now i think it's really uh 
pretty different from anything we've done in the past, and I'm really excited to go forward. And That's always exciting to talk to people who are going in new directions and trying new things. Um, so by hope you guys, you told me earlier that you hope to have this done definitely before September. So um, Fringe Fest is September 27th at Track House in downtown Olympia. Um, if you don't know where that is, you can, once again, check out the website um, for more details. Definitely a concert calendar. It's going to be all over that. It's probably several articles between now and September kind of covering what we're going to be doing. But um, for those of you that don't know about Fringe Fest yet, um, what we're doing is we're getting 10 bands together. Um to play from about two in the afternoon until well four in the afternoon until late into the evening and uh it's gonna include a wide variety of music um gonna be kicked off by uh post-punk band fuzzy math and um also gonna be featuring music from adam france from burn 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 doing some uh solo acoustic singer songwriter kind of stuff um, local folk band Farewell to the Woods will be there. Uh, they're a really large band, have a really big sound, lots of really sweet vocal harmonies. Um, there's going to be there's going to be two hip hop artists there, um, Swamp Tiger and Blaylu, um, <clears throat> both of which got covered recently in an article on the blog. So if you don't know about them, you can check that out. Um, we have two tracks from Swamp Tiger up on the playlist, one of which features Blaylu, so you can get a good idea of what both of those guys sound like. Um, we've also got Hot Hoodoo, uh, who I did an interview with when the blog first started. Um, we've got a review of their new album coming up soon. You can purchase their new album uh, in our online store at fringe music, com slash merch. And uh, you can also listen to them on our uh, featured artist playlist. Um, AT4, of course, will be playing um, hardcore band Burial Suit, who you can also find on the playlist. We just did a review of their uh, first demo. Um, they're making big waves. Uh, if you're into hardcore, they're definitely the band to watch from Olympia right now. Um, Tenpole Drunk, who we've been covering a lot since we first started, who we also have their merchandise in the store and their music up on the playlist. They're also going to be there. Um, some other bands too that I haven't mentioned. I think um, Fcon probably going to be there. Some other people who I haven't confirmed yet. So um, definitely like wide array of different genres going on throughout the day. Going to try to make it in a way that flows logically and where you're going to want to see more than just one band at a time. Um, but uh, we're excited to have you guys out there um and like you said it's your first show in olympia so that's also really exciting um is there is there anything you want to like say to people to maybe like try to convince them to come out it's gonna be amazing um so many bands and uh you're you're gonna be missing out if you miss this you were telling me about you guys have sort of an idea to upgrade your stage performance um you've got <laughs> bonus git um you've got uh um some sort of visuals going on can you can you tell us about that we will have uh visuals we've been working with uh, a guy uh artemis from new zealand and he's done some 
pretty crazy stuff for us recently, and we're really excited to show you guys at the show, so you better be there. Sweet. So definitely visual effects, slideshows, lots of weird noises. Um, Gus might just smear himself with grease paint and um, scream in your face. Uh, it's definitely going to be exciting. Um, you can count on it. So I think we're going to you know, throw in here one last track um from at4 uh and send you all on your way thanks for listening to fringe fm once again with our uh poorly planned slapdash conversations with local musicians um we look forward to seeing you guys at fringe fest keep checking back for updates um and some cool merchandise we will be pre-selling here in the next couple months um see you soon